definitely in the UK, innit? Yeah, it's you in the UK with better audio quality this week. We're on different microphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, last last week, little bit spotty because it was uh, four of us in a room. Uh, it was and... it was it was a bit of a hodgepodge setup last week, but like it was it was fun. We had a good time, and now we're being serious UK serious, podcasters. Serious UK podcasters. Um, yeah, yeah. For the past two weeks, I have been in the United Kingdom. It has yeah. been an eventful trip. Um, it's been it's been lovely. Yeah, I would like uh, every listener to know I have had full sex to completion. Um, <gasps> You've had full sex to completion. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's ah. Oh, this is this is a uh, this is fascinating news that fascinating I'm learning. Fascinating news. It's good for me. I can't wait to tell my friend Jonathan because he's always been so enthusiastic about the idea of me go- having sex. As, um, as your professional colleague and and work companion, I'm I'm very excited to hear this for the first time. Yes, for the first time. Very <laughs> professional. Um, yeah, almost standoffish Hans- relationship we yeah. have. Um, hands off and uh, handshakes and business card exchanges and nothing else. Nothing else. Um, we did meet at last in the in the flesh. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, it was an absolute delight to finally meet you, Laura. Um, oh, you give you give the best hugs. You give her all good oh, hugs. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, finally punctured that will they won't they tension, which now for the listener is have they haven't they tension. I mean, um, the I mean, there there may or may not be clues people could look for. Oh, what like like when we simultaneously we tweeted simultaneously. they have. <laughs> I mean, that, that that might be that might be a teensy wincy little bit of a clue, yep. maybe. Now, Conrad, no, <laughs> I need you to complete the collection. <laughs> Get down on this tea, yeah. <laughs> well, we all have goals. Yeah, no. You gotta, I, you gotta, you gotta be like Thanos. You gotta get all the infinity stones. Exactly. Coming. I, I am inevitable. Uh, no, no. I, I specifically don't want to have sex with Conrad. We are no, no. We're compadres. It's yeah. not against Conrad. Like he's a handsome huh. lad, but there are certain people. I'm like, it would be weird. Yep, that'd be and then weird. There are certain people where I'm like. It'd be pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There's certain people where it's like, "Hey, would that be weird?" Nah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It turns out, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello. We, we ostensibly do video games. <laughs> ostensibly, yeah. Um, right, yeah. Uh, welcome to Podquisition. Uh, I have been in the UK. Um, uh, I had a chippy. You did. I had, oh, we... I had a battered sausage and chips. I had scampi and chips. Yeah, I've had we got another... you some scampi. Oh. Yeah, your lovely wife brought back some yeah. scampi for me. Proper scampi. American listeners, scamp. Your scampi is wrong. Don't get me wrong. The the shrimp and the garlic butter is nice, but yeah, but when... it's, it's not that. No, really, when I think like... scampi. I think like shrimp fried in bullshit. Yeah, um, you need it in that sort of like battery, like crispy, like real. It's that very specific kind of stuff. It's got to be encased in. in a heart attack, basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, had that. I've been s- sampling all the foods. It's like I've been out of prison, and I'm, I've I've had proper food again. Although I forgot just how adorable, uh, your fast foods. "Quote unquote," large yes. portions are. That was a large Coke, was it? 
I, I mean, like... I, I'm very sorry that that large Coke didn't feed a family of four. Right? I'm I'm drinking milk out of a carton. I'm, I'm drinking a litre of milk with a straw that's been punctured through the lid. And it's whole milk. The calories on that, mate. Right, right. The, in conclusion to the Stephanie in the UK tour, um, my brother gummed my friend's um, human feces. Yeah. And uh, the drinks are small. <laughs> yeah, my, my, um, my friend Louis, my dear friend Louis... Um, was telling me a lovely story about my brother. Um, they were doing cocaine and were in the street and Louis did a poo in the street because a lot of the lifestyle of my brother revolves around uh, fecal matter. Um, my brother sat next to the poo, uh, coked out of his mind. My friend said, you know you're sat next to my poo. And he went, oh, ha, 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 so I am. Lent in it by accident, forgot he'd lent in it, and continued gumming his powders. So, aha. Uh-huh. So that's also Louis doesn't know the layout of Westeros. He doesn't know where no. Winterfell is because he was once doing a poo in the bushes because his stomach <laughs> felt bad, and all he had to hand was a Song of Ice and Fire compendium. So he ripped all the maps out. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he was thinking ahead that he still wants to read the book. Um, but now, now you know, he, he don't know his King's Landing from his Dreadfort. <sighs> I, you've, you've, had, you've had an eventful week. It's been, it's, been, it's, been, it's been an interesting one. It's been emotional. I spoke to my mother for the first time in years. Um, I just dropped in unannounced and went, Hello, Ma. Um, at the doorstep, which is a little treat for the UK listeners. Um, I went to my hometown. It is still a bleak, dead shithole. Um, so I've got a real affinity for it. It's in a book. I've said this before. It's in a book of the worst places in Britain is, uh, Erith. And in the book, it says it's just tower blocks and white van man pubs. The one pub I remember the most, that like in the real centre of my um, the the place where I used to live, uh, that's closed down, so it don't even have those anymore. Um, yeah, there's a Londis right next to another convenience store. Uh, went in there, had a had a chopper chops drink, chopper chops doing drink, chopper chop drink. Yeah, Ooh. I was very disappointed. You know, like if you've just got like some orange squash and yeah. just the dilutable stuff and regular fizzy lemonade and you just mix them to try and make your own orange aid. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. just tasted like that. I and mean, I had mystery Fanta. I can go Fanta. for that occasionally, but I, would, I wouldn't have expected... Oh, the mystery Fanta. Yeah, there's there's different flavours of Fanta here in the UK. Yeah. There's lemon Fanta, which I, I forgot to get one of those. Oh. I used, to, I used oh. to quaff those. It's real good. Real good. Um, Don't have one. I didn't have one. So, um, But I'll oh, save it for I... the next trip. I, I gotta tell you something about the mystery Fanta though, yeah, which is like horrible. a weird. Oh no, no! Here's the thing: there's a weird marketing bullshit like secret about them, which is that it's not one mystery flavor of Fanta. There's three different actual flavors of drink that they sell in the mystery Fanta bottles, and they don't tell you that oh. just to get people arguing, arguing like, "Oh, I think it tastes like this." No, that's ridiculous. It tastes like this. Oh, it tasted terrible. No, it tasted amazing. Fanta's it's running a drinking... psyop. 
Yeah, you're drinking different fucking drinks and like being ga- forced to gaslight yeah, each other gaslighting. about what it tastes of. Yeah, the the, the mystery fanter is fucking gaslighting people. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's that's the thing to learn about that. All right, Sorry, I know fanta facts, and I'm excited. Nice. That's this podcast. We're now an official fanta fan cast. It's called the Fanta Cast, and we talk about mystery flavors. We talk about the lemon one, which I didn't get um but i'm saving it because i reckon i'm coming back in uh february uh and yeah. um want to make some regular trips and that see um uh see my girlfriend Fe- well our girlfriend phoenix yeah um and yourself laura definitely yeah. want to hang out more come, come back for more very professional only professional business card exchanges yes yes uh yeah. some board <laughs> meetings <laughs> Some uh, business business account management. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been an eventful one. Lots of like reunions and first time meetings. Um, up and down the country, really. Sort of um, did me my family and hometown stuff in the south, and um, plenty of other things up in the north. Uh, we went to. What did we do? It. What did we do in Leeds? I can't remember. We went to Geek uh, Retreat. Yeah, we went to Geek Retreat, a lovely little uh, sort of board gamey, uh, card gamey cafe um, that that plays some good music. There were some good tunes on there I haven't heard in mm. years. I was like, mm. Mm, some good deep cuts. Good deep cuts. I ordered that milkshake. You did order that fucking. Milkshake. I know. I'm I don't forgetful. care what the receipts. I don't care what the receipt says or what they say. You ordered that milkshake. I really wanted it, but I was like, I was. I had a bit of a sulk on when it didn't arrive, so I was like, sod it. Um, I cut my nose. I cut my nose off to spite my milky yeah. face. I I offered to go up and get them to get you that milkshake, and you were like, no, don't do it. And I was like, you're sulking. I won't do it, but, but <laughs> I know you want it though. Sulky there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's been a real good trip. Uh, by the time this goes out, I'll actually be back in Philly and probably really sad. Oh, me, 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 cry. Why don't you cry harder, future Steph, you big baby? <laughs> I think maybe I won't be so sad and, and weepy if I just berate myself now. Um, yeah, I'm making fun of myself for having emotions. What a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who's done video gamey things this week? Uh, I, it looks like we've all done some video gamey things. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want to start with the video gamey thing that you did in a physical location in the UK? Does that maybe make sense I to start? I can with? do. Yeah, since it's Stephanie yeah. in the UK. Um, yeah. Well, it was today. It was a couple of hours ago. I was at. Um, yeah. I was in Bradford, which not many people recommend going to. Apparently, well, uh, there's nothing to do yeah. there. It's but, nothing but, but shut down pubs. Yeah, the the one time I went to Bradford, I was doing a talk at a university, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just walk to the university from the station, and the university were like, no you won't, we will get you a ride, do not walk. Oh. okay, uh-huh. Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, oh god, I did a milk burp then, I'm very sorry for being rude if that came through, listeners. Um, yeah, so I went to the Bradford Science and Media Museum today. Um, that was fun. Uh, it wasn't, there was a game lounge, um, so it was basically a couple arcade machines. Um, there was, uh, one floor was all sound, 
Uh, so mm. got to look at, you know, a big spinning thing that made noises. And there was a whole synthesizer display. And as a fan of um, music from the 70s and 80s, uh, I enjoyed looking at some Moogs. Uh, and a wasp. There was this synthesizer called the wasp. It's black and yellow and I want one because it's black and yellow. I'll never play it. Um, I've got no musical acumen. But it looked cool. So that It'd be a good. cool aesthetic. Yeah. They had an animation uh, area and they had a Wallace and Gromit, a proper official Wallace and, Wallace and Gromit. It was a, a, a scene from The, um, the Wrong Trousers. Uh, Wallace upside down on the museum ceiling being controlled by the the penguin slash rooster spoiler. Uh, so that was cool. Um, got to see so there were a couple Wombles. Season 2 Wombles. Funnily Ooh. enough there were two puppets from a commercial I use in the gym to mission ad breaks uh, on, oh, on my Twitch ones? streams. Um, Smash. The the mashed potato. The, mm, these yes. flappy mouthed robots. They had two of those and a robot cat. That was cool. They had two Ray, is it Ray Harryhausen, the the famous mm. film animator, did Jason and the yeah. Argonauts. They used to have the skeletons there, but they don't have, they didn't have the skeletons, so that was sad for me. But they had a, a dinosaur and Talos, uh, so that was cool. Um, oh. Morph, they had a morph. <gasps> oh, that's the most exciting thing I've heard yet. Right? I fucking love Morph. Morph's fucking great. Morph's fucking great. It's a, uh, it's a little brown man, Conrad. Do you, oh, is Morph not? Oh, yeah, of course. I don't Morph wouldn't think yeah, Morph no, is the US. Don't know he's, he's, a li- he's a little man made out of clay that showed up in an art show, and he was a little stop motion clay man who got into like harmless little adventures. Usually, things went very bad for him, and he, he was a bit sad about the things that well, gone bad for him. Yeah, but you meant usually to laugh bad at him for thanks it. to the machinations of Chaz, who was just a bit of a dick. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone's yeah. going to be a dick to him, and he's just going to be a bit sad, and that passes for comedy yeah. in Britain. <laughs> they, had, they had animation cells, you know, a Duckula one, which was very exciting for me as a, a someone who grew up loving Count Duckula. Uh, someone's from Animal Farm. Um, all sorts of stuff. It was very exciting. Uh, and then they had the game lounge, which, as I said, it was a room with arcade machines. Um we played Pong on an, an original Pong. Um, God, those dials make it annoying. <laughs> you just turn dials and they just sort of, there's a bit of lag and then it just just sweeps up of its own accord. Phoenix beat me, so I'm a fake gamer girl. GG, good game, good game. Nine. We did best of 10 and they got 10 and I got like nine, I think. So it was close. All right, don't get me on that. Yeah, I was you, close. You, you lost at a video game. You've got to give up your career now. You've got to be failed. replaced. Uh, they had Point Blank, which I've not played since I was a kid. I played about five minutes of it and said that's more than enough. Um, so there was that. There was Goldeneye they had. Um, they, they On the wall, it was all like old consoles with some screens. You can play that. That's Sonic and... Stuff that's all on my Anbernic, basically. <laughs> um, but they had those tables. I've always wanted one of those since I was a very little kid. Oh, is this the, the coffee tables with the screen in the top of them? Yeah. You can play the games in. The yeah. cocktail yeah. style cabinet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They had Pac-Man. They had Donkey Kong. And they had... What was the other one? Um, oh, God, I can't remember what the other one was now. Oh, well. Uh, they had a gauntlet machine, so I had a bit of a go on gauntlet. Um, oh, ow. Just 
knock me elbow off the table. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was cool. They had a virtual boy, but it was behind a case. Uh, so I didn't have a go on a I virtual mean, that's, boy. That's for your own protection, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, Barry Dodds had a go. I met. I met. I met two of my comedy heroes. I met Parapod hosts Ian Boldsworth and Barry Dodds. Uh, Ian Boldsworth, of course, uh, familiar to um, long-time listeners of this very podcast feed where we had a couple uh, podcasts called Jim Won't Give Ian, quote-unquote, his VR, um, where I wouldn't give um, Ian Boldsworth my PlayStation VR. And he basically roasted me for an hour. So... Yeah, it was... God, it was amazing. They were doing a, a screening of their film, the Parapod movie, in Leeds. So very sort of skipping a jump away. Um, we were late. Siri sent us on a merry fucking goose chase. So I turned up 40 minutes late and Barry and Ian were out outside the venue. So I was able to see them immediately, get a photo done. And God, lovely, lovely people. Just lovely. Oh, um, you know, I told, I told Ian and, uh, and Barry... Afterwards, you know, it's a lovely little film you boys have done. And then he said, you should see the first half, mate. Uh, so that was good. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good film. It's out. It might be out, but it might be out by the time this podcast is is out. Uh, it's certainly very imminent, uh, the official release. Uh, they were touring with it in 2020. And then, of course, 2020 happened. Uh, so I'm I'm happy they finally got it ready. It's a fucking funny film. Um, for those unaware, the Parapod is is slash was was a podcast uh, where Ian doesn't believe in ghosts. Barry does, and that's it. And it's very funny their interactions. Um, you know, skeptic versus believer. Uh, and the movie is basically them touring the UK, going to haunted locations, trying to find ghosts. Uh, while Ian just, you know, completely trolls Barry. Um, very funny film. Really enjoyed the final car. I saw an early one once, no yeah. big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. And yeah. The full, the full movie comes out uh, next week on the 27th. So that'll hey. be um, Monday of next week. Also, you were at the last one of those that Ian was at. So you just managed to meet yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he is not feeling too good um which yeah. is a shame um it can't it's not covid i ain't got covid i took a test i've got to take a test <laughs> to fly back uh so uh-huh. i'm covid free you feel temporarily powerful when you take a test and realize you're covid yeah. free for a brief amount of time i know that i'm good <laughs> yeah yeah for a very brief amount cuz it could be 5 minutes later you get exposed yeah. but hey it's all good Sorry, I got off the topic of games again. Um, no, that's okay. There's many things yeah. to do. So, yeah, long story short, even though I've just done the long one, uh, played some games at the Bradford uh, Museum of yeah. Science and Media. Mm. Yeah, it was good. I want to talk about a thing I played this week that um, isn't great. <laughs> and it's a bit of a disappointment. Uh, I started playing Kenner Bridge of Spirits. Which, um, if if either of you have seen any of the like, um, uh, the PlayStation presentations that happened in the run up to the PS5 releasing, um, Sony was pushing trailers for this real hard. Um, very like Pixar quality looking animation in the trailers. Girl with a staff controls some little blob characters that sort of act like Pikmin. It looks like, 
Um, and that finally came out this week, and I was like, okay, it looks gorgeous. I really have no sense what the gameplay is going to be like. I'm going to give it a go. Um, it looks just as visually stunning as it did in the trailers, and I will give the development team credit for making a very, very pleasant-looking game. But... The best way I can explain the problem I have with this game is that it reminds me of The Last Guardian. Oh, that God! It is, it is a visually wonderful game that mechanically feels a couple of generations of console out of date. Yeah. Like, you, you know that, that vibe? Um, so, first of all, the, the game plays everything way, way, way too simple. It doesn't take any fucking risks, and that's both narratively and mechanically. Um, the story is very paint-by-numbers, like, ah, oh, this is a bit bad, it's a rot, we've got to stop the rot. And that would be fine if it was backed up by, like, the gameplay between that was interesting. I but... feel like we haven't had any proper, like, villains in games for a while. Like a real yeah, sort of it's... memorable villain. It's always the, the corruption, the rot, the darkness. Yeah. So, like, I'd be fine with that sort of nothing of a plot if it was underpinned by interesting gameplay, but here's yeah. what the game actually plays like. Um, these little creatures you have that are sort of like Pikmin, um, I assumed they were going to be used for a variety of different puzzle-based solutions. So far, several hours in, they are used for a single quote-unquote puzzle, which is, here's a statue, it needs to go on the spot where the statue goes. Send the little fellas to pick the statue up, and move it to where the statue goes. Oh no. Um, the, the puzzle is not working out what to do. It's, can you find the statue? Can you find the place where the statue goes? Okay, that's... You found them. That's basically the puzzle solved. Um, there is combat that... The core mechanics of the combat are fun. The problem is the balance of the enemies. So your regular enemies that are not bosses... Uh, go down way too simple. Um, couple of hits, they just fucking melt like butter. But as soon as you get to a boss, the difficulty ramp up is ridiculous, and it is, like... It feels like you've tried to put a Dark Souls boss at the end of a, like, Dynasty Warriors level. It's, everything's melting like butter, and then suddenly something's unkillable. And I'm those not a two... big fan of uh, difficulty spikes. Yeah, yeah it doesn't feel right. And, like, I don't want to be too harsh on it, but the other thing about it is that it does a lot of stuff from other games, and it feels like it's doing them just because other successful games did them, not because it has anything interesting it wants to do with them. It's like, here's, um, here's your bow and arrow that we sort of made look like, uh, work like the Horizon Zero Dawn one, and here's, um, your melee attacks that we sort of made work like this game, and it... It all feels like it's doing stuff because it's like, people like blank. Blank won't upset anyone. Let's do that. Yeah. It, it feels like it's taking no chances. It's not... It doesn't feel like it's trying to do anything unique and of its own. And I have just felt, like, very bored playing it. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Because, like, all... There's a lot of its constituent parts of how it plays that I'm like... I, like, this, this, you, you made that well, you made that well, you made that well. I just don't care, which is a real shame. Yeah. And I don't know if it picks up later, but I'm a few hours in, like, really not feeling any desire to keep going. That is a shame. 
Yeah, that's, that's kind of Bridge of Spirits. If any of you have played it and it gets better soon, let me know and maybe I'll stick with it. But like, mm. eh, eh. Uh, what about you, Conrad? What have you played this week? Uh, I started playing Flynn, Son of Crimson. This is a sprite art 2D platformer that uh, popped up on uh, Game Pass this week. And uh, it, it is of a sort that we don't see very often anymore. Like, a lot of these kinds of games wind up being Metroidvanias, you know, with one big explorable area that you're weaving back and through. This has discrete stages with an overworld mm. map, and some of the stages have multiple exits. And so you'll, you know, open up another dot on the overworld map that you'll move to. But it it is, it's like a, you know, like, I don't want to say like Mario World, because it's not quite that, but it's that sort of design mm. of you have an overworld map and you have levels you'll pass through between them and there will be some branching, not a ton. Um, the platforming's pretty good. Uh, it's not super flexible, but you've got, you know, good control. The combat is a bit methodical, which I like. You, know, you do have a dodge roll that you will rely pretty heavily on because your combat actions aren't real quick and they don't interrupt all enemy actions. Um, but some enemies are interrupted. There's a stun meter for uh, a lot of enemies, so you can wear them down and then wail on them, which is, is fun to do. Uh, the enemy variety is pretty good. The environment variety is good. And the uh, oh Oh, there's a big dog. You've got a big dog with you. Big at dog? The beginning of the big old Good dog. Good friend. Big old dog. Now, unfortunately, big friend is narratively leveraged for sad feels. Oh, for God's sake. Now, Always I mean, is. not permanently so. Big friend is, is used as a, a plot, you know, instigating event and motivates much of the early game. But, Rest assured, big friend will come back with you, so it's okay. Gotcha. But it's a very, very pretty big friend, and I think you get to ride it later. I'm pretty <gasps> sure you get to ride big friend. Oh, that's better than petting Ooh. the dog. That yeah. is always better than petting the dog. If you can ride the dog. Yeah, I think you get to ride big friend, because there's an area that I can't progress through without them. Um now, I could be wrong, maybe you don't get to ride them, and that would be unfortunate, but there is a bit of puzzle-solving, you know, like... The required... logo for the game, the official artwork for the game, has the protagonist on the dog's back. Okay, so you better be on that dog. Yeah. Better be. I'm I'm probably about 20-25% into it, based on how it feels. But, uh, yeah, you know, and you get <gasps> your... Sorry, I'm, I'm looking this up because it sounds interesting, and there is a screenshot... And that fella's on that dog's fucking back. Okay. Hell yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. I don't look ahead. I don't do research. I'm not a journalist. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I keep coming back to it. Good. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad. That's that sounds real good. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. I will probably play through this, which isn't. I don't normally play through anything anymore. Um, oftentimes, the sum total of a game that I play is. The experience I describe on Podquisition. <laughs> hmm. 
but this I, I will probably, yeah, I'll probably keep playing this. Alrighty. That's alright. Yeah. 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 Uh, Steph, what about you? What else are you playing? Mate. Well, I've not really played too much in the past two weeks because, well, I've been here. I've been busy. Yeah. Um, I've, I, there are games I want to get to when I get back. Um, Skatebird is obviously the biggie. Uh, Delta Rune, I need yeah. to give a go. Death Loop, I need to give a go. Uh, I, I might I try the Wario Two thirds of those for yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, very good. Uh, I played the demo of that WarioWare before I left. It seems pretty fun. Um, ah, a very quick thoughts on that. I I played through all of the uh, the the story mode, unlocking all the the modes for that. Yeah, it's real fun. Yeah, um, good. I definitely have. I definitely because you're playing through all the mini games using characters. There are certain characters I have like considerable preference for, and some yes. I will never fucking use. I picked that up from the demo. Like, there's somewhere I'm just like, mm. fuck no. Yeah, I'm never gonna use the kid that skateboards back and forth, and you have to time your yo-yo presses up. That's just not for me. Fuck that shit. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh. I've I've just been dicking around with some stuff on my phone, like some Apple Arcade you, stuff. Yeah, because you got games on your phone. <laughs> so I've got games on my phone here and there, uh, you know. Um, I downloaded some stuff for my Switch to play on the plane right here, and like I always do, I didn't touch it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been having a go at some phone games. Uh, I guess the most pertinent one for listeners is the new Castlevania game that hit. Uh, Castlevania Grimoire, Grimoire of, of Yeah, Grimoire of Souls. Grimoire of Souls. Shit, mate. Mm. It's shit. It's really short, linear levels um, where the character automatically run. No, no, no. They don't automatically run. They automatically attack. Um, so you go left and right and jump. And you can swipe to do some special moves uh, while the character um, attacks on their own. And that's it. That's it. It's boring. It's basically a platformer. It's a, Yeah, it's some boring platforming action. Um, it's Even though it's on Apple Arcade, it's set up like a, like a microtransaction-laden freemium game. It's got the usual shit of daily login bonuses and loot boxes. Um, you know, all in game because it's on Apple Arcade, but I'm like it's I mean, that's totally there for when it's not on Apple Arcade <laughs> well, when yeah. it comes to say Android, I'm guessing. Maybe so. Um but yeah, yeah. Like the loot boxes aren't even fun. It's just like weapons and stuff. It's just equipment. Um one of the big conceits is it's got all like lots of different protagonists like Alucard and Richter Belmont and stuff like that. And pfft, like it's just Blah. I'm disappointed because the trailers look good and I shouldn't expect anything from Konami these days. Um, yeah, yeah we, we, we got some stories about Konami today. <laughs> yes, we, we do. Oh. There's been some events while I've been away. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the... They've put up a new... Uh, there's a Zen Pinball on Apple Arcade now. That's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to get three stars on the troll table and it it's true to its fucking name. I don't even know trolls. The license tables are like all stuff I don't know. Kung Fu Panda, trolls, My Little Pony. It's like, I don't know this shit. Where's my xenomorphs, goddammit? Um, and you what know, the, is it with... F- the uh, the version of Zen Pinball for Android that I'm playing right now, that one has uh, 
That one has Aliens versus Pinball on it. It does. It does. Yeah. You can get Aliens versus Pinball on iPhone. Um, but I was curious about the the arcade one. It's pretty good. I mean, it's got those license tapes. How to Train Your Dragon is the other one. Uh, I don't know why it's just these kids um, kids licenses. Uh, because, because it's a mobile. Because kids are the bi- only people who play anything on phones anymore. That's true. Well, they're easy to exploit. Uh, yeah. Because it's a mobile game, the tables like let you earn three stars because all mobile games have to have it because one had it once. Yeah. Um, I've got three stars on a lot of them, but that fucking troll table. Stop. Why don't it, Why don't the bull marry the gutter if it likes it so much? Fucking gutter snipe. <laughs> Um, load of rubbish. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Been earning stars, doing all right on it. They got some original tables. They've got a couple of the um, uh, I forget which make of arcade machines, but they got some recreations. Uh, it's all right. I'd I'd like to. Hopefully, they add more tables over time because I have played all of them uh, quite a bit now. Um, what else did I play? I don't know. I think there was one. Like I've downloaded loads, but I've only played a few to any significant degree there was wizard pinball wizard uh which is again another pinball one because i'm a bugger for me pinball um you're a little wizard and you use flippers to hit the wizard into enemies uh and then get a key off one of them and get out the door to the next floor of the uh, tower it's all right the physics are shit um but it's sort of compelling and the other main one was... I don't know. So I couldn't yeah. figure out how to quit the Zen Pinball game on my Android phone. Um, uh, I just uninstalled it. Ah. So there we go. You've, right. you've, uh, <laughs> I, I played one ball of the Sorcerer's... Uh, uh, Sorcerer's Lair? Sorcerer's Lair table, uh, oh, yeah. I like that table. It's yep. one of my favorites it's... of the originals. Yeah, I like that table a lot too, and it's the free one included in there, and I played one ball, and it played pretty well. It controlled pretty well on a mobile, and uh, and then I couldn't figure out how to quit the fucking game. Alrighty. Uh... So yeah, uh, things I've played. Uh, I played. I played some Skatebird. Yeah, I played some I Skatebird, Skatebird too. God, is it good? Tell yeah. me it's good. Uh, how are you feeling about Skatebird, Conrad? I'll let you go first. I don't want to go <laughs> after Steph said. Tell me it's good. Okay, okay. I have enjoyed my time with it with a lot of caveats. Oh no. Um, so I wanted to, I'll, I'll talk about the stuff that I've really enjoyed, and I'll get that out of the way first, and then I'll talk about the stuff that I think holds this back, and that you, you're gonna have to contend with to have a good time with it. Um, the customization is wonderful. Yes. Uh, right out the gate, huge amounts of customization for your little birds, you can dress them up in hats and hair and glasses and give them a little, uh, f- fanny pack or bum bag if you're in the UK, oh, you I can, you can dress up your bird, um, straight away. Mm. Adorable. Um, I like the conceit. I like the setup. I like what they're trying to do narratively with, um, the little bit of plot explanation with its bit of, it's a very ridiculous plot oh, yeah. as to why you're, um, you are a little tiny bird skating around on a desk and, like, they lean into knowing the narrative is a bit silly, um, and conceptually I like the idea of being able to do your little bird flaps in the air to get basically a double jump to get more air. Yes. 
The problem is the execution. Yes. This is simply not a well-executed enough skateboarding game to be fun moment to moment to play a lot of the time. No. Um, it does not feel great to control. No, it feels and... uh, spongy. It feels like everything yeah. is wrapped in cotton. It it yeah, everything feels a little too a little too slow and yet it. imprecise at the same time. Yeah, the the jump height is incredibly difficult to um to get a proper read on. Like I can never quite tell how high I am or not, mm-hmm. which makes doing tricks difficult. Um rotation is <sighs> very slow you know, and heavy. You, you, you know how I'll put this. For a game with this silly of a conceit, I was expecting a, a greater degree of forgiveness than something like a Tony Hawk in terms of how you land your jumps, because, like, you know, it's a silly, light-hearted conceit that's probably going to be a oh, bit of forgiveness no, and I'm not on. even good at skateboard um, games. Oh. If, if anything, I would say you have to be more precise uh-huh. On your landings here uh-huh. than you do in Tony Hawk. Like, I don't it, find that to be the case. I I don't I, I don't uh, think it requires that may- much accuracy. I don't think that now I'm not paying necessarily attention to the scoring and checkpointing when I say this, but you're not bailing. Yeah. You're not getting you know uh, screwed by that necessarily I mean, as much. It's, it's it's maybe maybe it's less the precision of the the, the angle. Maybe it's the sponginess of getting myself lined up to where I want to be. But I'm having trouble getting myself to do what I want to do and it's causing me to bail out a bail out of mm-hmm. moves more often than I feel like I should be. Yeah. And like here's the thing, I've persisted with it despite that and like if you can persist with that a little bit and get get the grips around how this feels to play, you can get over some of that. And I have found myself having more fun having put more time into it, but my initial impression was real oh this is this does not feel great as a skateboarding game to play and that's a very difficult hurdle to overcome with the skateboard i mean and that's really where i i tooled around on the desk i think i did a couple of the birds missions but i was like this is already i i'm fighting it's the 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 mechanics to play this and and that's a problem I felt like I was fighting the camera as well. Mm-hmm. Like, the camera feels too close in. Yep. So I was constantly trying to turn the camera to get a good look at what I was doing. I didn't have a good enough big picture sense of what I was doing from a... Like, that being a bit zoomed out would give you. And it's a shame because there's a lot in here I want to love. But yeah. I'm just really... I'm struggling with the core mechanics. Yep, that's pretty much where I'm at oh, too. Uh, I feel terrible. Yeah. I found out Skatebird has loads of caveats, and I've drunk half a liter of more than half a liter of whole milk. Oh, I'm, I'm, milk I'm, was I'm a sorry. bad choice. I'm sorry to have brought this news to you. Oh. Like, it, look, if if you're happy to to mess around with it a bit and get used to it, how it plays, there is some fun to be had here, and it's it can be a good silly it, time. It is but it's... charming, like that's undeniable. Yeah. But the playing is just not for me. Yeah. I need to look through the accessibility settings, see if there's anything I can turn on that might get this to a place where I'm enjoying it more. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if any of the accessibility setting tweaks to how it plays might impact my enjoyment. And if 
If that turns out to be the case, I might come back next week and go, hey, maybe try turning X, Y, and Z on and seeing if that gives you a better experience, but... Yeah. That's... Uh, I'm still gonna try it. You know, yep, I've been looking should. forward to it for a yeah. long time. Um, it, it's worth trying, and like, I really hope you get on better with the skateboarding mechanics, because it's a charming game, and I, I want... I want it to be good. Yeah. Alright, well, I'll check it out. Oh, it's a shame, though. Yeah... Comrade, what have you been playing? Have you played anything else? Um, I mean, I'm playing Wasted again, which I don't know if I've talked about on Podquisition. It's you a, used to play that years ago. Yeah, it's a um, it's a roguelike first-person shooter that's a, a, essentially a parody of Fallout. Um, oh, yes, I've seen this before. Yeah, it was published by Adult Swim Games, I want to say in like 20... 14, yeah, 2015, this is, this, something like that. This is the sort of Funko Pop head, uh, but but in Borderlands sort of cell shading one. Yeah, yeah. So, but everything is you know themed around booze as a mutagen, and there are vaults, uh, but they're themed as coolers, you know, for beer. It, yeah. It's it's very silly, and uh, there's a story that is also very silly. And I enjoy all of that. It is kind of brutal. Like it, it, it definitely leans more to the rogue than the light. Um, it does have features like an upgradable base, and you can leave things behind. But if you're dead, you're dead. And you know a lot of the benefits that you get in gameplay are mutations that are tied to the character. And you will just lose that. And, you know, and you'll lose the gear you were carrying, which was probably pretty good. And so you get into the habit of, like, stockpiling an extra set of equipment back at your house in the event that you should die. And mm. uh, and later you get a, an item that lets you make sure that certain items always get saved and delivered back and you can pick them up again. But um, it's just fun but it is so it's very tense as a roguelike and i don't particularly like first person shooters this is a very lightweight first person shooter um there's it's there's not a lot of depth it's pretty loose movement i i am sure playing it with keyboard and mouse uh you would just wreck it if you were half decent at an FPS. Um, I'm playing it on a controller, which adds an extra layer of difficulty uh, because it is a bit squiggly with the analog. Uh, but it's fun, and I I just stealth through. Because one of the things I really love about it is the way the map generation works uh, and the way the factions system functions in the game. Because there are different groups operating and trying to, you know, take over the wasteland. And they all populate in the vaults. And they will populate in the same rooms as each other. And they don't like each other, so they shoot on sight. (laughs) And so you'll just approach rooms, and all of a sudden there will be gunfire. Because they've noticed each other in the room, and whole rooms will get cleared out this way. Because some of the enemies will explode, and then leave poison, and the enemy AI is such that once they kill an enemy, they stop moving. Until they see another enemy. So, they'll 
you know, come up on this exploding enemy, or this exploding enemy will approach them and start hitting them, and then they will shoot it, it will explode, and if it doesn't kill them, they will stand there in the puddle that's left behind taking radiation damage until they die. <sighs> it's fantastic. Uh, that sounds delightful. It's a lo- yeah, it's a lot of fun. And so once you've managed to like clear a couple of runs of the first uh, vault... And you can start getting into the deeper areas where there's uh, more of this population going on. It gets to be real fun to have the game do, like, half the work for you on a level. Just because of the way it spawned enemies. It's, it's, it's a treat. I enjoy it. Well, uh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been playing. I've been playing Wasted. Um... The only other thing I've been playing is I've been replaying, um... Replaying Deltarune, right. uh, the first chapter of Deltarune, uh, and I've started just the beginning of chapter two, um, but ma- mainly I've been replaying chapter one, because chapter two came out, uh, and it's also free, like the first one was, it was gonna be part of like the paid chapters three f- through five. Uh, apparently Toby Fox made chapter two free as well, because last two years have been kind of shitty for everyone, he was like, ah, I can afford to do it, I have chapter two as well. And it's like, ah, that's pretty decent. Um... I forgot how much I like Deltarune. Um, much, much like Undertale before it, I think it did a very good job of taking the mechanical formula from Undertale and just, like, adding enough new stuff to it to feel fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, having gone back and replayed that first chapter, I forgot quite how big of a fucking cliffhanger it ends on, and having played just a smidge of the start of chapter two... I'm very interested in where they're taking it. I I already have a bit of an inkling of sort of what they're doing now, and thinking about this in, in terms of having played Undertale before, it feels very much like the Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask comparison. It's the taking a lot of things that are recognisable and familiar and just putting them in not quite correct positions enough to make everything a bit unsettling. I'm av- I'm having fun with it. Yeah. I'm having a real good time. I I watched some of chapter 2 being played. Yeah, you've you've got no content for chapter 1. No, you? absolutely none. Um uh, you know, I I have made a conscious decision not to engage further with Undertale. Uh Yeah, that's entirely fair. I think I I enjoyed the hell out of Undertale. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of Undertale just as it was on the cusp of becoming what Undertale is culturally. Hmm. And I'm glad that I stopped there. And I hope everyone is enjoying it and has a great time. And yeah, music's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, you know, oh, just I, yeah. the music's always good. And and from what I've seen, I really like the mechanical uh, tweaks and yeah. additions that that have come in with Deltarune. I, it, it's nice to see that there's still a lot to uh, play with in the formula, and it's working. Yeah, I've only played a little bit at the start of Chapter Two. I, I went back and replayed Chapter One because that came out three fucking years ago. Um, oh God, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, fucking hell, chapter, I was still married chap- when it came out. Uh, chapter two is pretty good so far. Um, I I won't talk anything spoilery, but just like very light thoughts. Um, 
I like that chapter two is more open in terms of like you've got more ability to go back and forth and a bit more creativity of where you go. And there's some nice quality of life stuff added, like having access to a storage box is really useful. Like little things like that are real nice. But um, yeah, maybe like half an hour at the start of chapter two is enough for me to go like, oh, mm, okay, I see. I see some of what we're doing now. I kind of have a better idea of what this is going to be. Mm. I'm, I'm real into it. Uh, yes, I was saying to Comrade quickly, Comrade was talking about how good the music mm-hmm. is. Um, one thing that I always forget until I go back and play it is how particularly good Toby Fox is at doing um, music for very tough boss fights that you are going to have to hear over and over and yep. over again but doesn't get irritating. Um, I went back and did Chapter 1's optional very tough boss fight um, against a character called Jevil. Um, multiple hours of do- doing that fight. Never got tired of the music. It's fucking... Oh, it's good. He knows his boss music. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything everyone's played, unless anyone's got anything else to throw in. Uh, no, I mean, I played a bit of Croc Legends of the Gobbos on the Arctic. <laughs> Classic. Why does it control the way it controls? I do not know. Why do you because steer it like a forklift truck? It's a platformer. They, because Mario 64 hadn't come out yet and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. God. God. It's so weird. Uh, that's all my thoughts on it. It's so weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, should we get, get on to some news? Because there's some mm. fucking mm. news has happened. Here's a nice bit of news. Uh, Young Horses, which is the uh, indie studio behind... Um, Bug Snacks and Octodad. Mm. Um, just a nice bit of news. They're permanently altering their work weeks to be only four days a week to give their staff a healthier work-life balance. That's, that's great. Business. Yeah, love to hear it. That's that's a good that's a good thing. We should we should say that's good. Yeah. You love to other hear companies it. do yeah, that. Yeah, other companies should do that. Yeah, uh, it is demonstrable that the amount of hours we make people work doesn't actually make them produce more. It just keeps them in a physical place hey you know what And if you're doing creative work then you know having having periods to not burn yourself out is fucking crucial exactly and and let's net let's not discount the benefit of a positive press story that will get to be published that everyone will publish everyone will publish every time you implement a four-day work week yeah, especially at a time when abuse and overwork and everything yeah. ha- in the game industry has become such a, a big topic. I really don't care if you do it 100% because you're trying to get a positive story oh, out the of result it. Is do the it result. for that reason. Exactly, the result's the result. We love to see hey, it. Yeah. You know, Electronic Arts, activism, listen up. You've got a lot of, of uh, subsidiaries. You can do them all one at a time if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you know, just you know, go down the list. You like, could. do one every day, and you'll have a, a you know control oh, no, no. of the you news cycle. A, you do, you do one. A hey, week. hey, 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 hey! We're working on. You're trying to help out the people here. Isn't... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one, one every hour. You'll control the news cycle. <laughs> one every minute. Wrestlers deserve an off season. While we're at we're it, write so many fucking news stories. We're not going to be able to write them fast enough. You're going to be that good a company. Just, just do it. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. Uh, we got. Uh, some news on the Apple versus Epic uh, lawsuit. Um, 
Depending on where you read this news story, um, some places were reporting Apple wins, some were saying Epic wins. The truth is they kind of both lost, which I'm okay with. Apple has been told off in some regards. Apple is permanently banned from prohibiting developers from including buttons and links in their app that will point people to other places to make purchases for cheaper. Because until now, on iOS, you couldn't so much as, like, have a button that says go to our website, you can pay cheaper. You couldn't email someone who had an iOS app and say, hey, we know you got this on iOS, maybe maybe get it cheaper here. The ruling is Apple has to let developers at the very least point to other places to pay money that is cheaper, even if they're not required to offer those alternative payments in-app. Um... That being said, there was also a lot that Epic was told they were in the wrong on, and the the short version is that the court found Epic Games was in breach of contract when it put in that other payment method. It was breaking the terms and conditions that at the time it was legally required to do so. Epic has to pay 30% of all revenue collected through uh, iOS since it made that change. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. Well, and it's not. Epic. It's three and a half million dollars. It's not a but... loss. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, it's not a loss. It's what they would have paid to Apple anyway that, had they not broken it. the it's, rules. They've lost nothing but legal yeah, fees in this. They've, yeah, they've they've basically been told you can't just not pay them that money for those few months. You do have to pay the money that you earned in those few months. Which that's status quo. It's not like they've been punished. They've just been told you can't not pay them. That's basically the summary of the the initial finding. Um, unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, they, there was pushback against that. Particularly, Epic is appealing the court ruling. Epic Games has basically said, "No, we're not happy with this. We we want more." They're basically trying to appeal this, and what that what they still want is to get uh, Apple to implement. Here is a button to pay not through Apple for cheaper buttons into iOS apps. Um, yeah, they want to streamline but, that so yeah. it's not even, you know, taking them to some external yeah. platform. They want them to provide the capability in-app to make a payment through a system that is not Apple. Indeed. So that's where we're at right now. But, like, it seems like what is probably going to happen is that Apple is going to have to make a very minor concession on point allowing people to point to cheaper places to buy stuff. And Epic is probably just going to have to pay the money that they earned in the time the court case has been going on. And that's about where that ends. I, I, this, okay, I, I just had a thought, Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I just had a thought. I wonder how much money Tencent stands to make as a result of this. I mean, probably a lot. Uh, I mean, an astronomical amount. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 my mind is reeling at mm-hmm. that idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that story for now. It, whether it gets appealed or not is going to be back and forth for a bit, but it seems like that's probably where things are going to land on that story. Um, other news we had this week, um, or this past couple of weeks... Twitch has sued the people it believes are behind the hate raids that have been going on on Twitch, but there is a caveat to that story. Twitch as a company does not know either the legal names or identities 
of the people they are suing. That is one of the challenges of anonymity on the internet. Yep. Um, it's a bit hard Twitch. to sue people who you don't know who they are. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 don't don't worry, don't worry. Oh. They think they know what country they're in. They think they know what country they're in. Oh, they've narrowed in. it down, have they? Perhaps if you required some kind of greater level of information than an email address that could be created anonymously anywhere to create a user account. Oh, oh, sorry. An unlimited number of user accounts. Yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to bring this story up is I saw this being shared a lot as a hooray, Twitch is doing something, it's going to get fixed, it's all okay now story. And I'm like, this is exactly what Twitch wanted, I think. Because it's very clear they do not have enough information to actually sue anyone right now. Or at least at the time of publishing, you know, of filing the lawsuit, they did not have enough information to actually find the people and sue them. It's such a nothing story, it feels like they were trying to claim some tiny piece of it looks like they're doing positive something. press. Yeah, they're desperate yeah. to look like they're doing something. Exactly, and like, don't let them get away with that, everyone. This currently isn't and, anything. And listen, finding these people isn't the problem. There will be more of these people. It's not going to be limited to just these specific people. There will be other people just like them to come along and do the same thing. It has nothing to do with these yeah. people. It's your systems. Fix your systems. Yeah. 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 So that's that's the thing. Twitch trying to get some brownie points for being like, yeah, we're doing something. We're doing something. We, we You're know doing the are. wrong we're thing. Doing something. <laughs> yeah. Those users still have accounts on Twitch. <laughs> Both of the named people. Uh, I don't think it's the same accounts. They had their accounts gone and they just made new ones that are almost identically named I, that Twitch hasn't taken down. They, I did just they like use to the, announce... Could they use the same email address? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'd just like but to yeah. announce here on the podcast oh. that I'm suing Shaggy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was him, yeah. by the way. And I intend oh, to was... prove that in a court I... of law by suing him. And I think that's that's all you've got to do is just say it. Fuck's sake, Twitch. Fucking idiots. So yeah, that's that's that story. Um so you know how we talked a couple of weeks ago about Tripwire and um their former CEO, uh John Gibson, who <laughs> was like, Hey, I support not letting people have abortions and very quickly wasn't working at Tripwire. So this is just, like, an interesting story that people should probably be aware of, um, because, like, don't fucking let him get away with this one. Uh, he's very quickly rebranded himself, uh, on the internet fucking as... Pathetic. Let me read his, um, let me read his fucking Twitter handle, his new Twitter hand, uh, Twitter bio. Currently full-time philanthropist, continuing helping poor and underprivileged of the world, including orphans and widows. <laughs> <laughs> Orphans Hi, and widows. I'm, I'm, I'd just like I'm to announce right now. Children. I'd like to announce right here on the podcast that I am currently doing mission work with Shaggy, by yeah. the way. Uh, I am uh, getting into the old philanthropy game. Uh, I am donating a uh, million dollars because everyone knows that's how much money I have, uh, according to the internet. Uh, I am giving a million dollars away to, oh, let's just say, some hospitals. Yeah. Oh, fucking idiot. Yeah, he's... 
fucking pathetic. He has basically scrubbed his social media of any acknowledgement he ever had anything to do with video games, and it's now like, here's just a lot of photos of me, um, on mission. Tri- look at look at me helping helping the poor people. Uh, are there still links to his Christian metal band and stuff in there? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't dug a- enough to see. <laughs> if he was a fucking philanthropist trying to do some good in the world, he'd scrub all that off the fucking internet. <laughs> Until uh, until <laughs> until Dirge is wiped from the internet, he's committing hate crimes. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's a philanthropist. Yeah. He's 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 a big old philanthropist. Um. Also, j- can't can't prove this, so I'm gonna say this is conjecture, but. Um, the day that he made that change to his Twitter bio coincided with a suspiciously large um, bump in his Twitter following. Um, so he bought a bunch of followers? People, um, people who uh, have had a look through those followers have pointed out that a lot of them have very bot-like uh. behaviour. It maybe he may have bought some bots to make it look like he had a big increase in followers after he may this is conjecture may have bought a bunch of followers to make it look like his coming out as um anti abortion his big coming was good out for his career like that i I can't say that certainly happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened so oh, come on now let's he's a philanthropist. He's a philanthropist. There's no He's one more honest. To those poor, hard-working bot makers. There is no one more honest than the man who hides behind charity work to make himself not look like a fucking twat. Yeah. Is is the evidence I... for the idea "go woke, go broke" simply the inverse being true? <laughs> because that does seem to be the way this goes. Take a hard right turn towards the grift. Well, it happens. Yeah. It happens either way. Like when someone on the left like gets called out, they immediately jump ship oh, and just yeah. suddenly become, you know, enlightened centrists at the very best, and often far, far worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, John Gibson. Oh, Gibbo, me old, yeah. me old mucker. Oh, hey. Hey, you know what happened while while we haven't been talking news? Yeah. Konami's gonna let you spend £33 to pre-order a loot box you can't open until November. Fucking pricks. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even just pre-order a regular loot box. Pre-order a fucking... The price of multiple indie... Ge- like, the price of what a AAA video game used to cost for one loot box that you can't even open right away. Pre-ordering loot boxes, it's... <sighs> the game industry never ceases to parody itself. When you think it's beyond parody, it manages to find a, a joke at its own expense once more. As this industry, as is someone scum. who, as someone who might have been working on a project that might be parodying uh, the video game industry to some degree, and has at times gone, "Am I am I going too far with my parody?" No, definitely not. You I'm can't. not. No, if anything, I need to go further. I'm not. I'm not going far enough. Industry is the fucking worst. Yeah, it's it's an industry <sighs> of pure scumbags. So yeah, get a pack of random football players in like a month and a half's time <sighs> that you can pay for now. Fuck me. 
for the price of what a full AAA video game used to cost, get a couple of football download players. I'm not Bobby gonna... Kotick's been subpoenaed. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, he'll not, he won't face many consequences. But the yeah. just the image of it is fucking nice. I mean, it's it's more than has happened with any of the other companies yeah. that have had allegations of bullshit. And it's going. not going to be good for his reputation. It's not going to yeah. be. It's not a good look, and it's not going to yeah. make the shareholders so, happy. It's not also going to. It's yeah. also not going to be interesting testimony. We should just no. lay that on the yeah. table right now for yes. anyone who might be excited so, by what Bobby Kodak might be forced to admit yeah. under oath. He'll just be Weasley. Yep. Like like Yves Rameau was. Yeah. I, I want to be clear to people about what this subpoena is about, because I've seen some people presenting this story as, oh, he's finally going to have to answer for the um, abuse and uh, the abuse allegations at EA. And that's not what this is about. This is very specifically the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, which is a federal agency in the US, I believe. Um, basically, do you remember that the shareholders did a lawsuit recently? Right. Because yeah. they were like, hey did you know about all of these abuse allegations? Because if so, you should have warned us because your share price dipped a bunch and we lost a bunch of money and you sh- like The you real victims in all this. Yeah. So what this is specifically about is do you, they're being subpoenaed to find out did you know about the abuse? Not to find out did you know and cover it up because that's immoral. Did you know and cover it up because that hurt shareholders? Now, silver lining... Anything that does come out of any of these uh, depositions will be something that the state of California might be able to use in its case. So, Indeed. And I I would hope if this can prove that Kotick did know and didn't say, that, say, California could use that to go, you covered up abuse at your company and maybe we can legally pursue you there. You know, for the people who were abused, not for the money makers. But... Time will tell. It depends. Who knows? It, it depends if the SEC has any actual hard evidence that, you know, that that they knew in advance. Yeah. But hopefully, at the very least, there is some paper trail of, say, emails to HR that didn't get destroyed, or some kind of something they can get that goes, you didn't do enough to stop X, Y, and Z happening. Yeah. But thank God there's going to be some justice for the shareholders. Ugh. Oh, my Shoot. God. Ugh. Can't have the shareholders losing not money. Not the shareholders, so not the Skeksis. Not, can't have the shareholders having a temporary dip in stock price. Because let's remind everyone, that stock price dip was incredibly temporary yeah. and their stock value has bounced back up because it no one long-term cares. Also, Fucking it doesn't actually affect their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. I mean, yeah, they're just sitting on fucking ridiculous amounts of money. It's not like that money yeah. disappearing prevented, a, you know, a family from eating. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll say that it did. They'll say that. Well, you know, my investments are you know keeping all sorts of businesses going. Fuck you. Like a, an eight percent drop in stock value for a couple of weeks didn't hurt any of you. Um, wish it did. Agreed. Uh, and the only other bit of news, and this is just a passing thing, good excuse to remind everyone about another bad company, Quantic Dream are rumoured to be making a Star Wars game. Oh yeah? 
A company with a toxic work culture, headed up yeah. by abusers and a twat who cries in court because he thinks he's an artiste who's above the yeah. law. Fucking prick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how dare you ask me questions about things in court? How dare you ask me questions? What that f- makes me very sad. I have to run away from the court now. What a fucking prick, David Cage is. Sorry. So, yeah, no, sorry he's, he's to get prick. personal. A... What a fucking prick! He's, he won't hear a, a bad prick. word said against himself. Fucking prick! He... he he will cry if you say a bad word about him. But if you make, let's say, an email thread making sexist, homophobic, racist uh, jokes and photoshops about stuff, he'll fucking laugh all the way to the back yeah. with that. Allegedly, yeah. Why don't you ride on the back of your own dick like it was Falco the Luck Dragon, you dickhead? <laughs> Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't remember, yeah, the, apparently Quantic Dream has has slash had a very very bad working environment of um racist, homophobic, homophobic, sexist, um bigoted photoshops and jokes uh, being passed around the company about individual staff members. When that was raised to HR, nothing was done about it. When it was raised to executives, nothing was done about it. Um. Allegedly, several higher-ups in the company laughed along with all the various things going on. Don't forget that when you hear rumours about them making a Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of pudsticks. Fuck David Cage. Fuck Fuck him! Yeah. David fucking Cage. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, so I think that's everything we've got on the news yeah. this week. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Unless anyone else has got anything else they want to throw in. Nah. 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 Yeah. I've, yeah. I've drunk too much milk for more news. Um, Laura. Me. Yeah. What did you do? What have you done? And what are you doing? What? Me? You. You cute little bean you. Oh, me, the cute one. Now that's you. <gasps> You're the cute one in a very professional work. Oh, slander. Sense. Uh, Laura K Buzz everywhere Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon That's the one that pays the bills Um, I'm not saying I've got a new book coming But maybe keep an eye on my social media on Monday That'd be a good thing worth doing Because there's maybe something very cool That you would like to know about That that maybe you'll find out about then And you should be looking out for Because it's I'm real proud of it, and I've been working on it for a long time. I've heard I want something you to know about very it. excellent is on its way. You've 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 seen you've seen some some pictures I've of some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, just go check out my other stuff. I do podcasts. Dice Funk. Go listen to that in particular. It's Dungeons and Dragons. I did some cool shit in the narrative recently that people definitely no one hated or had strong opinions about. Conrad, you used to be on Dice Funk. I did, and you can also find me at Conrad Zimmerman on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that Conrad Zimmerman on Twitch. I stream four times a week there. Uh, you can buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at pinfultruth.com and audiobooks at conradreads.com and everything I do gets supported on Patreon as well. It's patreon.com slash fistshark. And you know who else has a Patreon? It's James Stephanie Sterling. Oh. James Stephanie oh, Sterling, shit. that's me. Oh my god, yes. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. I also stream, obviously not done in the past two weeks, but I'll be back on that when I get back. Twitch TV slash Jim Sterling. Um, we will also have an Asking Sterling up on the Patreon soon. It's already been recorded once I get back home, um, which 
by the time this goes out, I'll be well on my way back home doing sads. Uh, but I'll post that up. It was a good one. Fee wrote, uh, read out the questions for me and I answered them and it was a good one. So that'll be coming. Yeah. And that's about it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. Thank you. Um, oh, don't forget the gymporium.com. Also, we sell merch there. Um, we also sell Conrad's lovely buttons there. Check them out. The anti-capitalist propaganda is very, very good. Uh, so, yeah, thank you again for your support, for sharing, for listening, for whatever and just being here. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.